You are listening to an exclusive on PodHub Network. Your city, your podcast. The delight of this crowd, McClendon marches down the dugout steps with first base. McCutcheon's throw, the runner breaks to the plate, here's the throw, wow. You are listening to the North Shore 9 Podcast. Follow them on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Also, make sure to watch NS9 Live every Thursday on Twitch and help support by becoming a patron. Let's go, Bucks! Good evening, everybody. Welcome to North Shore 9 Live. Um, with me, as always, I'm Jim Rizzotti of Northside Notch. With me, as always, Tyler Wagner Cuts. Tyler, how you doing? What's up, Jimbo? Jimbo uh, Fisher. I'm doing good. It's cold. You guys got some snow, didn't you? Dude, it's, it sucks. Didn't you get like I, a I foot the, of snow? <clears throat> uh, I think we only got like five or six inches, but it rained like real early yesterday, and it was just slush. Dude, thanks, Donardo. Great. Man, I feel like I'm back watching yeah. Jeopardy. Right. <laughs> I was going to say, you know, in the background is our producer, Donardo, but, you know, he just tries to get his butts in there with making his presence known. But uh, did you guys get snow over there in Kentucky? No, uh, no snow in Kentucky. We did have like a little bit of flurries this afternoon, but nothing, nothing uh, of, of, of note. Yeah, they sent everyone home from work early yesterday, but me. The Just entire company. You, you were the you were the only one. There. I I was literally the only person the entire company there after three thirty. So why don't you just leave? I could have, but I work in insurance, so like I was going to leave. I have a call come in. Guy wrecks his car. I got to handle the claim. Another one comes gotcha. in. Another one comes in. Another one comes in. I'm like, all right, well, I'm here till five. We're just gonna yeah. do a little bit. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, no, I, I heard a lot of people got like had a snow day, like home from work today. Well, I, I guess everybody's been home from work though, for the most part. Um, Haven't worked yeah, from home all year. Heard, I heard a lot of people had snow days, which is kind of nuts. I wish, I wish. I can't be in Florida and get hurricane days. That's true. So speaking of Florida, speaking of hurricane days, God, I'm so Den- good at segues. Denardo in the background there. How's it going, Denardo? Hi guys. Hi. How you doing? I'm all right, guys. No uh, snow day for me. Unfortunately, I no hurricane days either this year. Um, I gotta say, you know, even for Jacksonville because we're not known for getting hurricanes. It's probably been the first year we haven't had a hurricane day in four or five years. So. I'm disappointed that I couldn't go to work and I had to stay, you know, wasn't able to stay home this year for a hurricane. Let me ask you this. So, I mean, Jacksonville's like northern I mean, it's pretty northern Florida. How long have you been there? Um, 13 years. Has it ever snowed in Jacksonville in your 13 years? So, yes. There was one time where it snowed. Um, nothing like stuck, but there was flurries. I mean, like me coming from Pittsburgh area, right, Western Pennsylvania, it, it's never snowed here. But if you want to talk to people from Florida, oh, my God, it snowed here. They they saw snow for the first time in their lives. Um, so, yeah, it, it has technically snowed. Now, there's also been, like, frost is 
something that does happen for sure. Even tonight, actually, we have a frost warning. Or watch. Okay. okay. It's it's pretty damn cold. So should you go out and cover cover your flowers? <laughs> Supposedly. Oh, it, it's it's crazy. It's it's so funny that like. Yeah. I mean, again, we're just used to this stuff, right? Anytime there's a frost watch, you know, oh my god, it might get down to you know, the 30s and such. Everything's tall. Everyone's talking about what you have to do with the pipes. You know, the pipes can burst, this and that. I'm like, are you kidding me? I mean, I'm not worried about that. <laughs> like, oh my god, their pipes can burst. Everyone, go protect them. <laughs> I actually have a question for Floridians. Do you guys use automatic starts there? Like for cars? Like for your car? Yeah. Um, I could like Be- I actually had an automatic start when I lived in Pennsylvania, and I loved it just for that reason. I would be in the house, I'd be getting ready for yeah. work, turn on my car, finish getting ready for work, go in the car, be nice and toasty. Um, I don't hear of too many people here that have it, but I could see it for the reverse, like having the AC on that way when you go in the car, it's True. nice and cold. But uh, yeah, I don't, I don't really. It's not really, I guess, a big thing. I mean, at the same time, I it took me 45 minutes to get home from work yesterday. I live 15 minutes from work. Mm-hmm. That's just a normal day in Jacksonville. Well, like 15 miles from work, 45 minutes, it sounds about right. It could be. I've lucked out. Not, not when I first moved here, but since then. I want to say like for the past 10 years. Now, I worked at two different places in those 10 years, but my jaw has been... I mean, I'm telling you, like, right down the road. Five-minute commute, 10-minute commute, maybe. I'll put it to you this way. And I've traveled in this time since I, I had my my cars. It, I got in 2012. still have it, actually. But 2012. Um, I've traveled to Pennsylvania and back. I've gone to Miami plenty of times, Key West plenty of times. I have 80,000 miles on my car. <laughs> so, yeah, my commute yeah. is nothing for this entire time. How, how, wait, hold on. How old is your car? Eight, eight years. I've got 50,000 on it in three years. I believe you. (laughs) I believe you. I mean, my commute, when I lived in Pennsylvania, I was driving back and forth to work. It was, you know, a 30-mile trek for me to go to work when I was living back there. Now, it's legit like three to five miles. (laughs) So, like I said, I've lucked out to where I live, but yeah. We all have something to complain about. (laughs) Like, for me... um, I used to put a ton of miles on my car, but this year, just been working from home all year, and I right. I barely get in it now. That too must be nice. Must be nice. I don't get that luxury. It's not all that it's cracked up to be. To be oh, honest. please, I would love it. There is some advantages, but there's some. There's there some is. I mean, too. I'll say it's it's convenient, but I do miss. Yeah. There was nothing like getting your car and. and just putting on music and just drifting away, listening to something or now even like podcasts or something, hopefully the North shore nine podcast for those listening. But, uh, you know, I did, I, I was like 30 minutes and especially back then, you know, I would buy the latest CD for whatever, pop it in the car and listen to an album on that day, you know, half of it on the way, mm-hmm. half it back. You'd be like, Oh man, this album's legit. <laughs> now if I want to listen minutes, to music can. after work. I'll just, if, like if I were working from home, I wouldn't need to listen to music. I'd just go upstairs and watch Netflix. I'm done. All right, five o'clock. Click. Go upstairs. So I've even gotten it. So like I'm in my office, and and I got to the point where, you know, I was in here so often that 
I just put a TV in my office. So like I'm sitting here right now and there's a TV right in front of me. Oh, yeah. So well, yeah. All right. Yeah. I yeah, mean, I have this is all <laughs> Go ahead. I have my laptop here. I have two screens right here and then yeah, literally there's a 55 inch right here. So I have plenty of options. I feel like this is all a discussion for our Mount Rushmore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we'll get to the Mar- the uh, the Mount Rushmore. First, we're going to talk a little bit about baseball. Um, so interesting today, uh, Baseball America came out with their top 10 Pirates prospects list. Um, so we're uh, we'll go through that a little bit. Um, kind of give us give, give everybody our thoughts, our impressions of it. Um, there, there's a few things that stuck out to me on it. A few surprises, um, you know, a few inconsistencies between Baseball America, MLB Pipeline, Fangraphs. You know, all the people who kind of put together these lists, they're all a little bit different. Um, so I, there's one person in particular who who um, I'm a little bit surprised about. Uh, that we'll get to, but yeah. So the list list today. Let's see. Did we do we have the graphic up here, Leonardo? Sorry, sorry, Jim. Not that you know you don't have it on your phone. Graphics not up yet. All right, but just quickly going through it all. Um, pretty pretty simple. Keep Brian Hayes number one prospect. Um, Keep Brian Hayes number one prospect. O'Neill Cruz number two. Uh, the newly drafted Nick Gonzalez coming in at third, followed by Quinn Priester, uh, Leaver Peguero, um, Cody Bolton, Tanaj Thomas, Brennan Malone, Kiwan Bay, and Carmen Majinski. So, um, her name, Carmen Majinski. Yeah. So, I mean, just going through that. Say two one new more draft time picks, for me, Jim. Carmen, Carmen Majinski. All right. How many um, times you practice that? No, I, I, I'm a big, uh, I, I've been, I've been a, I've been a Carmen Majinski guy my whole life. His whole no, life. But, uh, <laughs> but since he but, was out uh, of the womb, two, two, uh, two newcomers onto the list as far as new draftees. So two new newcomers to the organization, but, um, I'll give my thoughts on it, but I want to hear your guys's first. So well, that's not how it works. Uh, what's your, no, 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 I'm the host. So I ask the question. I do what I, I want. Up. <laughs> so so first off biggest um you know biggest surprise who is your biggest surprise tyler what, what, are you, what are you thinking uh surprise wise i think it might be to me seeing o'neill cruz up that high at number two might be a little surprising to me i figured maybe nick gonzalez would slide into that spot especially with everything going on with cruz and not just off the field but we're also talking about the question marks around where he fits into the lineup defensively. I think there's a lot of question marks surrounding him. Um, and Nick Gonzalez seems like more of a higher ceiling type of guy. So that I, I get it. It's probably, it's a lot higher of a ceiling with O'Neill Cruz, but at the same time, after the year that happened, I feel like you might've saw him slip a little bit, but people still seem to believe in him. Yeah, so Cruz number two. It'll be interesting to see where they put him on the top one hundred list. But but you're right. Um, you know that that's that's kind of right where um, Fangraphs has him. MLB Pipeline has him a little bit lower than that. Uh, but yeah, that's 
that that is the highest ranking that we will see from Cruz. I would I would imagine. Denardo, do you have any surprises on the list? Um, I don't think I'm like completely surprised by anything on the list. Like you know, like a wow shock factor. Uh, I want to say. Majinski kind of does a little bit, you know, just seeing that he's, you know, drafted back into the first round and already in the top 10 prospect list here for the Pirates. Um, again, I feel as if the Pirates don't get a whole lot of respect for the farm. I'm not saying they wow. It's like this incredible. It's not the Toronto Blue Jays. Trust me. Uh, there's no like real, real top end, but I feel like it's deep as far as decent prospects, right? A lot of role players. So to see him come in right now in the top 10, to me, it was a little bit shocking. Um, you know, like Swaggery's fallen out then, obviously. No longer in the top 10 and such. So uh, to see him at number 10 a little bit. And then Bolton. And the reason I'm going to say Bolton is the fact that I like Bolton. I can talk a little bit about him here as far as Jim's going to make fun of me, the spin rates or whatever. He intrigues me. Back in 2019, Ryan and I were talking about him. We had a like, little prospect segment here as well. He was doing dominant in A. Goes up to double A and got beat up pretty bad up there. So I think for him to, after that, and then again, like this lost season we all talk about, uh, for him to still stay at like number six on this list right now, I think I'm shocked that he's still getting that respect um, in that regard, especially because he wasn't like in these top 10 lists beforehand. So, like, I think again, like what has changed, right? So I think uh, I like Bolton. I'm intrigued by him. I want to see almost like that Brubaker-ish. Like I want to see what this guy can do. But uh, yeah, I'm a little bit shocked that he's already right on this list right now as top six. Yeah, no, so I agree with you. So I had I had two two main surprises, one of them being Bolton and, and him being that high. Because typically, you know, looking at other other prospect sites and other lists, he's not. Um you know, you know, he's kind of floats around the 10, 11, 12 territory come from what it seems like. Mm -hmm. And it's weird because yeah, we didn't have, we didn't have a minor league season this year. So, you know, what, what is it that caused that jump, you know, this year, I'm kind of intrigued as far as like, is there, is there something going on with Cody Bolton that maybe we don't know about that maybe some scouts saw or yeah, I, I don't know, but um, I agree with you. He's an interesting prospect, dominated, you know, dominated at Bradenton. Um, and then, like you mentioned, struggled in, in his first work in Altoona. So um, I wonder if they'll start him off in Altoona next year, if he starts off in AAA. I don't know what, what we'll see there. But, yeah, him coming in at six, that's, like I said, that's the highest, that's the highest anybody's ever had him. So that, that was a little interesting and surprising to me. Um, and then Tyler mentioned Travis Swaggerty. So, you know, yeah, that was so that was in the, or that was you actually, wasn't it? Uh, I, I did. I mentioned Majinski uh, okay. surprised so, me being there and saying like the fact okay. that like like Swaggerty's uh-huh. out in regards. Okay, to that. yeah. So Swaggerty is the biggest surprise for me, not even being in this top ten. Um, and and I, I mean that could be one of two reasons. One, you know, people are now lower on him. He is now a year older. We didn't get to see how he played, um, you know, this past season. He he handled himself just fine in Bradenton in 2019. Um, but we didn't really get to see him in double a, he's now getting another year older. So I don't know if that played a role in it. it you know, Swagger is somebody who I feel like his ceiling kind of just keeps going down every year. Mm-hmm. I don't think his floor is super low. Like I think he'll be a major leaguer. 
Um, but I, I don't think he's going to be, you know, a star, but um, so that was, that was kind of the biggest shock for me is not having him on this list. MLB pipeline has swaggerty number six, by the way, fan graphs hasn't updated their list with the 2021 picks, but assuming Gonzalez is higher, um, you know, swaggerty would be the number four prospect on fan graphs right now. So um, this, this not having him in this top 10 was a little surprising to me. Yeah. Another, uh, Oh, go ahead. Go ahead, Tyler. Another part of this that I guess a blind without watching any minor league baseball this year, because we couldn't another maybe positive of it that might give you a slimmer of hope is seeing both of the Starling Mark team returns in the top 10. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it yeah. might give you a little bit of yeah, um, definitely. sharing to maybe knows what knows what he's doing. Hopefully you never know, but um, <laughs> right. Apparently some, someone that watches a lot more baseball than you, me or Donardo ha- knows enough about them to be able to put them in the top 10. So, that's right. That's a good point. Like they have four TVs, yeah. so they beat Jim with his three. So, <laughs> well, so here's the thing: I do have a fourth TV behind my bar. I just have to move my head to the right. Oh, such the inconvenience! Uh, <laughs> what world do we live in? We have to move your head to watch your fourth yes. television. I mean, come on! He's got to look behind the bar. This in his is office. so 2020. <laughs> but no, you mentioned that. I mean, yeah. So two out of the Pirates' top eight prospects, according to this list you know, came back in that Marte Marte trade. Mm-hmm. So that's, um, yeah, that's good to see. And that's pretty, that's, that's pretty much across the board too. I mean, MLB pipelines to, you know, that same, same thing there. Um, fan graphs is a little bit, yeah, same thing in fan graphs too. So that's pretty consistent that those two prospects we've got are, you know, among the top, the top echelon of this organization, which is good to see. Right. And then another part of it is the me complaining about Eric Gonzalez for the last two years. Everyone told me, no, it was a trade for Thomas. It was a trade for Thomas. And I just told him, shut the hell up. And Maybe it was a trade for Thomas. It, I don't know. Now, Thomas. Yeah. <laughs> I, I just wanted to say something, too. What I wanted to say before was just to make things all even as well. I know Pipeline hasn't released their updated prospect list either yet. So, technically speaking, this is during the season. Also, again, I don't know what really is, has changed that's going to lead to a possible change upcoming. But, you know, we're talking about this today because BA has just, Baseball America has just released their top 10 updated Pirates list. Um, so to be fair, there could be some changes in pipeline, but as of right now, there isn't. But uh, yeah, yeah, I'll, I'm with yeah. you guys. You know, like when you look at pipeline, Swaggity's still number six, like you mentioned. Um, also, let's give some shout out, you know, where props are due. This list from Baseball America today was released by Tim Williams. So Tim Williams did it for Baseball America. Um, I saw a little bit of the chat just to kind of catch up and see some things. And like what he was mentioning about Swaggate as well, more or less is the fact that I think what we all can agree on, I think he has a decent floor, but I think we've noticed that the ceiling's gone. You know, like there really isn't much where maybe a Mazinski or, or, you know, like the Malone, the Boltons were talking about, like they could have a ceiling and progress or whatever, where, Swaggerty, he has, he struggled, and you know he did turn up a little bit in Bradenton, I believe, right? And then um, again, yeah, like this again, lost season, so who knows? But um, yeah, and then Pipeline mm-hmm. has actually Gonzalez is number one, Hayes, and then Cruz to go back to Tyler's point. Yeah, I mean to to add on with Swaggerty there, 
I mean, that where, where it's going to now catch up to him is since he was a college hitter taken in the draft, you know, he's, he's 23 years old now and he hasn't played above high a ball. So 23 years old and you're still at least, at least probably a year and a half away. Right. I mean, I, I would think unless he just comes out next year and just, you know, it lights the world on fire, but I don't see Travis Swaggerty being a major leaguer next year. Um, what's, which then pushes him to 2024. 20, and so, yeah, it's, um, and then, right. Like, I mean, is that a top 10 yeah. prospect? <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, at that point, that's like Will yeah, Craig like, territory right now. <laughs> yep. Yep. Yeah. So I, I think that's kind of playing a role there. I think, you know, he, he probably was the biggest, um, you know, if looking at this list and kind of who went up, who went down him, not playing a year this year, you know, and not being able to see how he adjusts to double a, because let's say if he comes out and he, he hits double a right. And then he's in triple a at the end of the year, then you're like, okay, you know, that let's keep him in that top 10 list perhaps, but you know, we didn't get to see that at all. Um, so we're, we're still to a point where we now have a 23 year old Travis Swaggerty who hasn't been in double a yet. Right. And this year probably killed him more than anybody just at the position he's at with his age New GM comes in, mm. new minor league system comes in. Like, you pretty much waste a year. Yeah. Like like, you don't get to develop under that. This was an important year for him to, to show if he can really continue what he kind of did in Bradenton mm-hmm. for a little bit there. Right. So you lo- lose that. But also like what Jim said, you know, we joke about how they're coming up with this. You know, they're seeing this. I know there's mm-hmm. people speaking. They talk about, you know, their high-level execs and different scouts stuff that Baseball America is talking to whatever. There still was something that was happening. I know it's not the same quality of players, but maybe for like the younger guys that are playing against all the guys in that 60 man, 40 man, we're going to call it summer camp with them. Um, you know, there's still stuff happening. So if they're seeing mm-hmm. like, Hey, you know what? Maybe not so much for swaggerty, but I guess a good case for like Cody Bolton. You know, if he was there, even though he had that, terrible double a appearance in 2019 if he was there this year and it was like man he's looking pretty damn good you know maybe there's reason for that too so yeah i know we didn't get to see much but clear there's something behind the smoke here so like you mentioned about cody bolton that's a guy i definitely want to see more of uh, i i really want to see what he's going to do in 2021 to take that left leap um tanaj thomas also he's a big leap like baseball America has them. We said a what six, seven, and then Pipeline has him at fifteen still. Yeah. So mm-hmm. he's uh, like Tyler said. It I think it's one of those. So much Gonzalez, maybe yeah. It's for him. Yeah, with Thomas, it's one of those things. Like, do you do you look at him as a reliever or do you look at him as a starter? I think that's kind of where you know the where he's going to fall on prospect lists is kind of depending on how you look at him. Mm-hmm. This is so weird for me because I'm. I know you guys are older, but. We're talking about like 23 years. I'm like, oh, these guys are the same age as me. No, they're not. Shit. <laughs> right. I know. Dude, you have no idea. Yeah. yeah. Like, I, I feel like I'm at that phase right now where I look up a player and I see they're born the same year as me. I'm like, oh, they still got plenty of time. I'm like, no, they don't. Yeah. Yeah. Now talk about your boy, Alexander Mojica. Dude was oh, born God. in 19, in 2002. Yeah. <laughs> that's dumb. Yeah. That's tough. That's tough. <laughs> I mean, oh, man, this is, I don't like this age. I don't like it. Cause now I'm, I'm fine. 
You know what I realized it whenever I was creating a player on Madden and I had to lower my age <laughs> to make myself a rookie. You know what? That's, that's, that's a true. really like, good. That is, I'm not even saying Madden, Tyler. When you used to play NHL, I remember I created yeah. a, a player there too, and I had to do the same. I'm like, wow, I can't just like every, every time I created someone, I was always Pitt, and I would put like really like my own birthday because for the most part, mm-hmm. you know, what's a 27 year old really? Who cares? You know? But like now, I'm just like. <laughs> Man, this is I'm like retiring. <laughs> you know, I'm at the point where people are like, you know what? He doesn't have it anymore. He should probably start considering retirement. Yeah. I'm like, damn. I gotta like yeah, lie about my age in these games. Can't create yourself in video games anymore. Like, right. How road to the show and then I'll be the show would be like <laughs> it'd be like the rookie. It'd be like the movie The Rookie. You know what? We'll just say I was a college dropout for a little I'm Evan Gaddis. <laughs> <laughs> I travel yeah, the world. It's, it's it's the road to the broadcaster booth for us now. That it is. So, I don't know. Any other thoughts on the top the top ten list or what? What I I think like I said this is just one list out of many. Um, I mean, one thing that stands out, I'll just say. I mean, think about it, it's top ten list and four shortstops. Now, granted. I think what's funny is we have four shortstops by recognition, but do you think any of them are like a real legit shortstop? Like, do we have a true shortstop coming up yet? Who do you um, think so of pa- these so, is going to stay? Yeah, so Pagero Pagero is a shortstop. Um, out of the four, he's the one who is likely to stick. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Bay, I could see moving to second. You know, Bay could also even move to like center field. Um, but uh, yeah, O'Neill Cruz, I just think there's a zero shot. He's a shortstop. Um, Nick Gonzalez, like, it would be awesome if he could stick there. We'll see. I mean, they're going to try. They're going to, I would imagine they're going to try real hard to have him stick at shortstop. But if they're clear, trying yeah, this hard for O'Neill Cruz to stick there, I'm fully yeah. confident they're going to try yeah. for Nick Gonzalez. Yeah. So, I would say I would say though Pigero is is definitely the one most likely to stick. The one thing I'll say is that I feel like we went through a phase with Neil Huntington where he was trying to fit everyone in who were not like we watched him with Jacoby Jones. He tried to fit everybody into a position they were not fit for. Mm-hmm. And in right now I feel like we're in a spot where these guys are our shortstops or middle infielders that might not play at the professional level, but they are at least that position as they are right now. If that makes any sense, I just prefer my team to be able to start there and then we can spread them out and fit them wherever they need to go. Okay. I mean, that makes sense to me, but let me ask you this, because I think if I had a team of nine shortstops, I would be happy. Well, yeah. Of the eight, eight shortstops. Okay. They're the most athletic position on the field, I think. Well, I think what ends up happening, especially, you know, when you draft people, right? You're drafting kids out of high school. You're drafting people out of college. Odds are the best players in high school are shortstops. Like that's where you put yeah. your best player. So everyone who gets drafted out of high school is a shortstop. Like that's just, yeah, just kind of the way. I mean, JT Real Muto was. So, <laughs> Yeah, I think a second then, baseman or somebody got drafted. And they switched yeah. him over. Now he's the best catcher. But yeah, and then eventually, saying, once they we're not watching Connor Joe try to get fit in the third base. No, 
but we are watching a six foot seven shortstop trying to get fit into the shortstop. That's what I wanted to get to with Tyler's thing. Yeah, I was like, I I get that, but the same sense, don't you think it's doing more harm right now trying to make O'Neill's? Why? I don't. I think it's because I'd wrap things if if he can do it, then can he though? No, but I would right, so rather him to, just to quote play the John Drecker. I mean, he's the one that put it out. He had three errors the other game at short. Uh-huh. He he's had plenty of errors at short this 2019 season. Is it really going to be a thing? What are the so top, maybe the O'Neill Cruz? Maybe Cruz is the wrong example here. But I'd rather watch him focus on developing the bat at a position position that he knows and then worry about defense later then have him learn defense on the fly in the, in the minor leagues and not develop the bat you you saw i mean me we watched we watched it with josh bell where it was just a year before go play first base yeah we saw it didn't work but Josh Bell is also a terrible defensive player no matter where you put him. <laughs> well, I'll put it this way, and, and Bell could be a different case for me, but I think you sold me there because there's so many questions with Cruz's bat, though, also. That, you know what? You make a good point. Let's make sure the bat plays. Let's make sure the bat's there. Because if there is no bat, doesn't matter where he plays. His However, calling card is his you, bat. You could make the argument that if you put him at like third base, he might be able to just transition there easily and only focus on the bat and not make three years a game. Yeah, but he's not going to be a third baseman, though, either. Cabrera, I know. Maybe Brian Hayes will make sure know. of that. <laughs> first base is... I'm just saying. I, I think, yeah, first base or right field to me is, is his position. At the end of the day, just be yeah. an athlete, please. Yeah. Which is kind of funny, I'm, too, I'm gonna, because, you know, this upcoming Pirates tenure or whatever, like, they don't need O'Neill Cruz to be the first baseman. Like, they have Cabrian Hayes that's going to be thrown to him. He can make that throw. You know, like we needed O'Neill Cruz on first base like five years ago. With Pedro no throwing the ball. Where, where else are you putting him? Yeah. I think um I think you're right. But here's the thing though with shortstops, like he's he's clearly he's an athlete. He's athletic enough. And we I mean we even saw with Cole Tucker this year, like if you play shortstop, you can probably play just about anything. Um and, and he'll figure it out. Yeah, he'll just he'll fit, he'll he'll be able to figure it out. Like it's not like we're talking about moving a right fielder to first base or a first baseman to right field. Like we're talking about we're talking about moving a shortstop to really anywhere on the diamond. And odds are he's going to be able to do that. Um, so I, I don't. Yeah, I don't. I don't have any issues with him staying at shortstop right now. I don't think that's where he ends up. But like Tyler said, let's just let's just let him hit. And, and eventually we'll just find a spot for him. Like, I think that's just going to be what, what it comes down to is at some point, if he hits the ball, yeah. he'll just find, they, they will find a spot for him. If you that's hit fair. the ball, you're going to play somewhere. Yeah. They'll find somewhere to put you. And hell, you know what? When Robo Ums come in a few years, he can be our catcher. That too. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Maybe that's the one spot you can't find somewhere for. <laughs> what do you mean? Can't have a six foot seven catcher. <laughs> I mean, how many catchers have we? How many catchers are the Pirates drafted that just end up playing? Well, actually, nowhere because Wyatt Matheson kind of flamed out. But you know what I'm getting at. Yeah, I mean, if you don't, uh, Neil if, Walker. 
But if like receiving doesn't really matter, you could just stick whoever you want back there. They just have to have an yeah. arm. And if we get the DH, we'll find yeah. out. I just yeah. feel like his pop time is probably very, very terrible. <laughs> you maybe you don't need to. Maybe you just throw base. straight from his knees. Yeah, when there's someone on base, he can just stand up and just lean down. And <laughs> Michael like, Jordan space even, jam, where it just goes like this. <laughs> what's the What's the point of even getting down in a crouch? Just hold I remember, the ball down. I remember having a conversation with Kevin Cray about the log jam at I believe it was catcher when Wyatt Matheson was there, and the best sort, the best course of action was going to be putting him at third base, and it was like Wyatt Matheson, Elias Diaz, and Tony Sanchez. Don't it was a log. The, ja- it was a log jam. Yeah. Don't forget Humberto Coda. Ooh, uh, I was after Humberto Coda. <laughs> this was Yamid Had. I that guy had a great pop time. Let me tell you, that guy you, had like a. Let me tell you about Yamid Had's pop time. <laughs> I think that guy was about one point seven. Yeah. Tyler was clocking him. No, I saw a Twitter video of him about seven years ago when that happened. Can I also just say something too? I know people talk about on Twitter, so it's not like I'm going to steal the thunder in this sense, but it's something I've clearly noticed as well. And you guys brought up about the catcher. I mean, there is there not really such an infatuation that the Pirates have to have to have to trade for a catcher right now? I mean, it's getting kind of ridiculous, right? And with you guys said you've you're pretty much proven the point. The Pirates have not they, they haven't had a catcher really who they've drafted, developed, or anything like every catcher they've had through this winning tenure has more or less been through draft or signing or whatever. I know Stallings have also been bad for 27 years. But think about it. I mean, well, yeah, but 24 out of 27 years. This infatuation with the Pirates having a draft. I I don't get it. Like if if the catcher is really good and that fits in everything fine, but like the number one plan for this year Mm -hmm. is not to trade for a catcher. So let's move on from that. You trade this. This team needs good pieces. However, they come. If we have five shortstops in the top ten, it's five shortstops. That's fine with me too. So yeah, let's move on from that. Like we don't need to look for everyone's catcher and then try to trade for them. Let's no, just I'm not trading for anybody. Trade ever. our this players for the best return possible, no matter what their position is. Bingo. Also, how yep. you draft. Yes, I agree. Um, and, and it's not like, I mean, really look around the league, the Pirates catcher right now, who they have for the foreseeable future is I mean, fine. 30. But, but I mean, he's, <laughs> catchers catch till they're like 40, though. Like, I mean, he's not good. <laughs> I mean, he's not bad, though, either. <laughs> like, he's he's better than some and he's worse than some. He's he's fine. Like, he's he's an average major league catcher. It's pretty bad. He was arguably our he, best player outside of Cabrian Hayes last year. Yeah, I was so, saying, like, have you have you looked at catchers? Like, have you looked at catchers what are around we baseball? Arguing, like, you can't tell. The, what, you can't tell me that the 2020 fine. Pirates that Jacob Stallings was their best player and act like I should care about that because everyone on that team sucks. Yeah, most of that was in jest, but uh, what Jim's saying though is, I agree. He, he's a fine player. Like, there's nothing special about him. It's not exciting but he doesn't suck but he's not in our plan he's not our future i sure as hell hope not i mean right he'll be 40 then i mean granted i was also on board of screw it let's just roll with chris stewart at one point jacob stallings can't even create a player at this point in time 
<laughs> yeah, Jacob Song's born in the eighties. <laughs> oh, he was so old. Damn it. I wanted I wanted to say Jacob Stalin's born in the early eighties, and then I remember my age again. Not born in the early eighties. Probably like what, eighty nine, eighty eight? Eighty nine. Yeah. Yeah. So barely he barely made it. Shit. Yeah, yeah, I don't like yeah. this. I don't like All this. Right. Okay, so we're gonna get any other any other things we want to talk about with this list, top ten list. I had something, but can't remember, and it is what it I is. I guess just real quick, Quinn Priester being number four as well. That's it was a Huntington guy, but um, he's looking. I mean, he's young, but there's a lot of positives coming out. He was one that they talked about. He stood out in uh, in Altoona this year. Really stood out. They talked about how he's just forward thinking. He latches on to any new technology stuff like that. So. Um, also intrigued and interested in, in Quinn Priester, his development. Yeah, and Priester was somebody too I was excited about, you know, last year. Um, the the stuff is is great. Um, also, high school flow. arm, good flow. He does uh, interviews with, with Greg Brown on air at Wrigley Field on top of rooftops. You know? <laughs> right. But no, I, I I like Priester a lot. I think. Uh, I think you could see him crack into once these places start doing their top 100 lists. Um, I think you could you could potentially see Priester crack some top 100 lists this uh, this off season. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah. Um. Okay, so this I believe is our last NS9 live of 2020. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, New yeah. Year's Eve is Thursday as well, ain't it? Yeah, so it'll be Christmas Eve and then New Year's Eve. So unless you guys want to do last... a, a drunken NS9 live on New Year's Eve, I mean, I'm not going anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> not like we can. It might not be pretty, but we might. So odds NS9 are... live party. Odds are last NS9, NS9 live, live Zoom call. Oh boy, we're just gonna have people join randomly. Yeah, come on in. Have a drink. Let's go. Just add it in. Yeah, I'm gonna be honest. I'm all in on that. We, uh, I might host that. I'll thing. put just it this doing, way: as Jim's saying, meeting. this could be our last NS9 live, but possibly our last Thursday night stream. Yes, so this <laughs> is our last NS9 live. Um, so 2020, pretty terrible year overall. A lot of bad stuff <laughs> happened this year. Um, a lot, a lot of, of things stuff. were canceled. A lot of people, yeah, we won't get into like that, but it was a terrible year overall for basically the human race. So, um, we're, we're gonna go ahead and do a Mount Rushmore of good things that happened in 2020. So, we're doing a Mount Rushmore of things that happened in 2020. Um, Everybody will do their four. We'll, we'll do we'll do that. Um, I think Tyler and Donardo have some lists together. I have no list. I didn't prepare for this. So I I'm have no list. It. I have no list. I, I will be just making things up off the top of my head. I've got some ideas, but I have no Jim's going to freestyle this um, one. So we'll see how it goes. Um, but yeah, yeah. Uh, let's go ahead. I guess we're going to spin the wheel. 
Yes. Get to see who goes first, right? Use the fancy wheel. Spin this beautiful wheel here. All right. We're spinning. We're spinning. All right. Number one overall, Tyler. Tyler's got the number one overall pick of 2020. How's that make you feel? I feel great right now because I know I have one person that's in a similar field as me. So I've got my one one pick. All right. So Tyler's first. I don't know if he would feel the same way, though, but I like my pick. I am sandwiched in the middle. I have one, two. Jim, you're last. All right. But hey, you got back-to-back picks. Those are kind of cool, too. Yeah. All right. So I guess I get to open this bad boy up. You get the 1-1 one, one of 2020. Here's my 1-1 one, one of 2020, and I just – I kind of mentioned that it there. Jim, you're in a – you're – you're a salesperson as well. Donardo, you're behind the screen, so you're a loser. <laughs> so he doesn't really meet clients. My number one overall pick of 2020 is I don't have to shake hands with people anymore. I love not shaking hands with people. And it's not just at work. It's whenever I go out to see somebody there's nothing more awkward than whenever you see someone for the first time in a long time. You don't know whether to go like the old school dap up or just a like handshake. I don't have to do that anymore. Just so bud. That's it. We don't have to shake hands. I don't have to go for the awkward, like half hug. No, we're not doing that. Okay. We're, or like the weird one guy goes up. The other one goes for a businessman <laughs> handshake, right? Most awkward thing ever. <clears throat> I love that. Usually, all- two people of the Caucasian like, type. Yeah, all you gotta do is like either a fist bump, elbow tap, or just a salute. That's my one one. I can get on board with that. Okay. That's interesting. Yeah, yeah. I didn't think about that route, but yeah. you know, hey, just see now you get now you get why I didn't want to go with moment. Oh, I gotcha. Yeah, I mean, it could be it could be anything or moment. So, yeah, that that's a thing that counts for sure. Okay, I can get on board with that. Okay, I hate shaking hands. I hate it. Now, behind the scenes, I know Jim and Tyler both have short lists. So, the thing is, too, I do. I feel that mine might be a little bit longer, but I think all of us are worried that if one person takes. One of our selections, we're all screwed because now we have no options and we have nothing to look like. I don't know what to pick from. So this is real important. I'm going to go. I have some strategy here, but I have to go with this because I just feel it's going to be out there on some people's lists. Tyler apparently has left. So (laughs) we'll see you, Tyler. (laughs) He decided he needed to walk away. (laughs) <laughs> but <laughs> I am going with Tiger King as my one-two. I don't Mother. think. <laughs> What's that? That was like one of the things I was thinking about. I don't think anything identifies 2020 more than Tiger King. And like, what better timing? That pretty much set off quarantine. I think that came out in late March, maybe mid-March or whatever. Um that's right what was happening. I mean, I got into it. I loved it. It was a complete mess, and it just foreshadowed what 2020 was going to be, right? 
But I mean, nothing. I don't know how you can top Tiger King in 2020. I'm going to absolutely. I mean, that bitch, Carol Baskins. Yeah, that bitch. <laughs> right? I did I did not leave. I just took my phone with me to get a beer. Uh-huh. But Tiger King never watched it. That's why earlier when we were talking about this, never seen it, couldn't add it. Oh, my God. I can't believe he didn't do it. Rebel. No, so so I, I agree with everything you said. Like, it came out literally, like, as everything was shutting down. And it was like, okay, well, we're going to be inside for the next couple of weeks was, you know, the initial thought, right? That's gonna, we're, we got nothing to do for the next couple of weeks. What's this crazy ass thing that's on Netflix that everybody's talking about? And it, uh, it came out at the absolute perfect time. And it was just a complete shit show. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And, and, and it was incredible. It was amazing. It was, it was like just what everyone needed to like be like, Hey, we can't do anything. So let's all watch Tiger King. And it was, it was great. Right. And I remember too, I watched it. I want to say I watched the first three or four episodes and then I came on our regular, we just had Sunday podcast with Ryan. I came on and we talked about it a little bit. I was like, Ryan, you've got to watch this. So I got him to watch that next week. And I, that's what we talked about. I feel like for the next three weeks was Tiger King at the beginning of every show. And then they had Joel McHale do the reunion, which is kind of a disappointment. But I mean, that just showed that, how big it was. Yeah. They had right, like, right. Uh, we got we to gotta capitalize on this and do a, a, a reunion or a follow-up show with Joel McHale, the king of that. Yeah. Well, now I'm I'm a little screwed because one of the four things I was thinking about was just picks. So. See, and you had two <laughs> picks coming, so I had to go with Tiger King right now. <sighs> All right, so I'm gonna kick it off with I'm gonna, I'm gonna go we're we're gonna go with baseball. Uh, I'm gonna go I'm gonna go with a sports moment. Probably one of my favorite things of the year. And if uh, if you were you know, if you were following me on Twitter throughout the season, you know, once baseball started, I was like, I need to consume as much baseball as possible because we didn't get to do any of this for months. So, wow. Um, Jim's picking Eric and so I was shocked. <laughs> so there was, there was a lot of, um, you know, a lot of late nights watching West Coast games. One of the games that I was watching, it was um, Padres, Rangers. Padres were winning ten to three in the eighth inning. Oh God! Rio, Rio counts. Rio counts. Base is loaded. Fernando Tatis Jr. swings on the three zero count and just hits an oppo taco and just the base took the whole entire baseball world just like was like what are we doing? This is unwritten rules and it was like it it was like you had half people who were like this is wrong to have people who are like, no, this is freaking awesome. I was one of the people who thought it was freaking awesome. I was like, this is, this is just incredible dude. And this was like, right when Tatis was just, <laughs> just crushing everything. It's three Oh count fastball. It wasn't even that pitch. He just took it the other way and just went yard with it. Um, loved it. It caused me to get suspended from Twitter the next day. I was suspended for 12 hours because I was, I was defending him with like all my life. Um, so yeah, that's going to be, that's going to be my number one moment. 3-0 so, Grand Slam by Tatis. 
So how do you want that on the graphic? Tatis 3-0 Grand Slam. I don't know. Okay. Yeah. I yeah. I was just wondering. Yeah. Because I know I got a few that are like that where I'm like, I don't know how I want to phrase it. Suspended from Twitter. There was some podcaster who was talking talking shit about Tatis and – God, I, Ryan, I, why do you got to run your mouth? Yeah, it was it was probably Ryan in disguise. Um, but that's what caused me to get suspended. <laughs> so, yeah. You got a second one. I got a yep, second one. Back to back. I think you gave that all the justice to could get. So I kind of joked about this moment earlier, but um, I'm going to go with the date was August 13th. He's got the date. And the, pi- <laughs> and the Pirates designated Miguel Del Pozo for assignment. Oh, God. <laughs> I'm going to be honest. So that's going to get some votes right there. Is that, that, is that was, pandering? Do we count that as pandering? That's, that's, that's I don't know. I don't know. Right there. I hated him. Like, literally, the, the day that the Pirates acquired him, I was like, what in the hell is are we doing? Why is this guy on the team? I've never understood why he was on the team. Didn't understand why he was getting put into games. He was blowing games. Like, he was, oh, my God, I hated him so much. And then when he got DFA'd, it was like, it's about time. Yeah. Miguel Del Pozo DFA'd. And you know what's funny about that? We've seen... So much of Miguel Del Pozo this year, right? So much. And like I'm still blown away. I have to look it up again to make sure it's right. Yeah, only 3.2 innings pitched this year. Like it's it's it just <laughs> it still boggles my mind how he only pitched 3.2 total innings. It's probably like <laughs> ten probably like ten games. Because I, I was gonna say, yeah, I feel like he faced 50 batters in those three point two. Yeah. Oh god. Is there ever going to be another pirate who pitches 3.2 innings and is more recognized than him? He had a 19.64 walks per nine rate. <laughs> oh, that will do it. Oh, God. Oh, God. He's like, I just, I just, I just like looked at all my Miguel Del Pozo tweets. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm looking at the screenshot of his Statcast page, <laughs> and it's just—I've never seen more one percentiles in my life. <laughs> like he was literally the worst pitcher <laughs> in baseball. Like, yeah, um, yeah, that's gonna get you some votes, Jim. All right, that will. All right, so I guess now it's my turn. Um, it is. I feel like I'm safe on two other ones that you guys aren't going to touch. So knowing that, I'm just going to pick this one, even though I don't feel it might not be qualified for like number four. But it certainly was something I really, really enjoyed. Actually, I don't know. Let me let me think about this now, because I can go for I can go two routes right now. No, I'm going to pick it because it's true to me. I I felt I I definitely enjoy this way more than the other thing I'd choose. I'm going with the Last Dance. Another. Was it Netflix? However, it's on Netflix now. Thanks, Tyler. I struck a chord. I'm so happy I picked it now. Actually, can I change that? I want this moment to be my number two moment. (laughs) The moment that I took the last dance from Tyler is my number two moment in 2020. Um, 
But yes, the last dance. How could he take two fucking moments that are (laughs) TV shows? Yeah, I I am all in on that. That's a good pick. I should. I actually wish now I would have thought of that. The reason I I did Tiger King was because I knew Jim had back to back, and that would be gone. And I did enjoy Tiger King. I'm not saying I'm pandering, but I feel like that would be a better number one overall pick than my my last dance. So I'm happy I got both of them. I'm happy I got both of them. The last dance for me is absolutely it. I was tuned in. You can ask my wife right now. I'll bring in John Flo. Why did why did I not take last dance first overall? Get why? Out why? of this why? room. Why? These next two hours are owned by me on Sunday night. Those five weeks were glorious. And yes, I don't care. I lived through the nineties. I watched Jordan. But I mean, just watching that from that point of view, all the memes that we got from it, the gifs, like it was just classic everywhere. That's kind of like Tiger King as well. You got some great memes out of it. But I feel like with the Jordan, you know, the last dance documentary, it was so well done. Like Jordan sat yeah. on this footage for how many years, finally gets out there. He's telling the story. You see all this stuff. Yeah, we knew a lot of it. But just seeing it again, going back in time, the nostalgia from it, and then just all the memes that we got from it. So that's clearly my number two. I'm going with Tiger King in The Last Dance and Tyler GFY. (laughs) That's a good one. Fuck you. (laughs) That's that's three (laughs) F-bomb. Man, I got it. Do I edit this one or not? Got to get, got to get the explicit label on there. But... <laughs> yeah, that... Apple already did that to us. <laughs> that was. I wanted that number one, and then I thought I was okay when you took Tiger King, mm-hmm. and I was like, you know what? Mm-hmm. Everyone might forget about <laughs> Last Dance because it feels like it was about it three years ago. No, right? All right. Well, screw me, right? <sighs> it's about damn time. All right. You know what I'm going to go with? I'm going to go with something that doesn't make me feel terrible about myself. I'm, I mean, some of you guys might be big fans of cooking at home. You know what my favorite part of quarantine really was when it came to food? I could order takeout and call it supporting local business. We got about three restaurants in town. I'd be driving home, be like, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and order this tonight, and I'm just going to help them stay in business. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) So I don't know how you want to put that on the graphic. Maybe um, ordering takeout. <laughs> ordering takeout. Yeah. No, no. So, that makes ordering supporting, takeout. Supporting local takeout. Supporting local. Yeah. I'm not gonna lie. I, don't, I don't hate that. Supporting local takeout. Maybe. Uh, dang, we're kind of stuck here with the yeah. word limit. But if you guys tell me that you did not enjoy not feeling guilty about ordering from your local eatery. Yeah. You're lying. Oh, yeah. yeah. Cause I know all three of us are still working. 
And it was, ah, I should probably spread this money around. So I'm going to go order from this place. Oh, good special tonight. We'll go here. How many times do you cook really the first few months of quarantine? Maybe like two or three times. I would say. In, you in weren't this, going to the grocery store. Hey, we, no way. It's crazy. Like to be, I mean, to your point, we have, you know, my wife and I, we have probably either, you know, you know, done carry out or delivery more this year than any other year. And it's like not even yeah. close. Not even and there's close. No, and there's no guilt about it. Right. Because you're like, oh man, I'm helping the local business here. Yeah. That's a good that's a good one. Yeah, that's very good. And I agree. So what I'll say is how you said for the first two months, I think actually for the first month that was probably the best I ever ate as far as healthy-wise and just like cooking meals all the time. Oh, because yeah. for the first month, it was the opposite because mm-hmm. that's when it was no, – yes. the stores would go, you better have food, you better have – so we had all this food, we had all this stuff, and most things were shut down. So you didn't have as much capability of doing all that. And I think for the other part too, we're just kind of nervous, like what's going on? But then once things started laxing a little bit, you're learning some things – that I think month two and three is when that started, you know. Uh, so you're absolutely right, Tom. Uh-huh. That and you like you're right. You've had no guilt, and it's great. You just order food. There's no there's no cooking, not so much so much cleaning and such. And the other part too, you got to order drinks to go. Like it was oh, a legal, legit, okay thing. Now I had margaritas in the car. <laughs> yeah, it's still legal in Ohio. Yeah, you just go and you get drinks and take them to go. How glorious is that? Thank you, quarantine. I remember it was like the first or second week of quarantine, and uh, I went to go pick up food at our, like we've got a Mexican restaurant that's like literally just down the street. Um, Mm -hmm. And I walk in and they're selling pitchers of margaritas to go. And I'm just like... Mm -hmm. I was like, this is amazing. <laughs> yes. You know what? I know I know how I want I wanted on the graphic ordering takeout guilt free. That's how I want it. Yeah. Okay. I I feel like the supporting local takeout might get you more though. Okay. We'll go supporting. I, I'm, local say, I'm, I'm, I'm trying like to help you that out. more. Yeah. I, I like that more. It makes you it actually makes you look like a stand up guy. Yeah. You know, guilt free might rub some people the wrong way, but some people get it. <laughs> Everybody gets that. Like ordering that pizza from the local pizza shop, and eh, I don't feel bad about right. it. I I want to keep them in business. I got I got my stimulus check. Let's let's go drop a ten. How much weight have you all gained as well? If you want to share, Ooh. I don't want to share. <laughs> I'm gonna be I, honest. <laughs> I did not gain a pound. Really? I gained about I gained about twenty pounds, oh, and man. it's like, what in the world? Yeah, I feel the same, man. This is crazy. Yeah. I've worked in an office every day. Me too, but I feel like I walked in the office. Like I was always up and yeah. walking around doing it. Now I'm just, I'm here. So this might be the difference: is that you guys switched to work from home. I did not. So oh, yeah, my yeah, yeah. only options were. For, my only options were fast foods, which meant I packed a lunch. So this yeah, made you eat so. healthier. So it did the opposite for you, really. Yeah, I mean, I might have lost weight, which <laughs> I shouldn't because, well, I also drank 30 times more than I usually do. 
<laughs> and there you have it. Because, you know, you drank so lightly beforehand also. Right. <laughs> yeah, but when it's quarantine time and you're just going home. You know what? This leads to my next part. Because I got back-to-back picks here. Oh, this leads right. to my next part. Talking about my usual go to the bar after work. Because I like to go to the bar, drink about four beers, go home. Instead, I would stop at the gas station, grab myself a 15, 30 pack of Keystone Light. For the night? Eh, every two, three days. And then I'd hop onto my video game system. So playing video games with friends again, <laughs> that's my third overall pick. Because I finally found time to play video games again. There you go. You know, it's weird. I don't, I don't recall video. playing video games with you, Tyler. Yeah, I mean. Not like TJ we used was, to. So I yeah, see where I stand. And, yeah, me and TJ were busy. What do you want? <laughs> we were busy playing video games together. You wouldn't. You were busy playing with Tong and Geddes. Until they stopped playing Fortnite. Yeah, yeah. So you wouldn't play NHL with me and TJ. I would if you asked. Really wasn't good enough. We did. Any video games for you, Jim? No, I have not played video games since really since EA Sports stopped doing NCAA football. That was kind of that's what did it for me. So I think it was NCAA football 2013. That's really the last. Uh, it's really the last I ever uh, did video game wise. Jim acted all mature. Well, actually, as, as a matter of fact, no. I have not played any video games. Well, so like the only thing I I ever played like when I was growing up was just sports games. Like I was, I'm terrible at like single shooter games and things like that. Like you put me, you put me like in front of Call of Duty. Like I'll play Call of Duty, but I'm like the worst Call of Duty player in the world. <laughs> uh, same thing was true like like with like Halo and stuff. So like just absolutely awful at it. But like Madden, NCAA football, the show, that those those are the games that I excelled in. So nice. Um, yeah. Man, so once during, once, once NCAA was football, open. yeah, NCAA, with, with no NCAA football, that's that's kind of what stopped it for me. I'm not gonna lie, I thought very hard about buying an Xbox 360 and buying NCAA 14 and just playing the crap out of it. I can see you doing that. Oh, I was real close to doing it. Me and TJ were starting talking about starting a dynasty with it. Oh, that's right. That's right. But video games during the lockdown of no bars. I mean, I don't. Do you guys have bars? Like, are they still open? Do you guys have bars? Ours. Oh, I got ours were. Ours have been closed see. and open kind of throughout the whole year. Our, that we actually, they just reopened again on Monday. Okay. I was going to say, like, we've been pretty much open for four months. Yeah. Well, I live in Florida, so you know we're pretty much open. <laughs> we pioneered reopening. Yeah, we... I think you, I, yeah. you never really reopened because you just, you never closed. <laughs> right. <laughs> Touche. Uh, all right, so is it my turn? 
So here it goes. So I think these ones are. I felt like you wouldn't pick them. And this kind of encompasses everything, but I'm going to specify it. But I think the one thing that quarantine helped was it brought a lot of creativity out of people, right? Things became a thing that weren't a thing before. You know, Zoom calls became a thing. People doing different stuff. Um, I don't want to say – I don't think you guys would take it anyway. You guys don't watch it. But stuff like Versus, like on IG, Instagram Live, right? Like that became a thing. You know, you're watching more streaming and such. So I think that was really a good thing about the quarantine was people became to let out their creativity. Now, I'll pat myself on the shoulder here as well. Uh, we did a little creativity here. We came up with NS9 Jeopardy. Oh, good lord. So I'm going to encompass everyone's creativity and all this because that's part of it. And then us creating NS9 Jeopardy and using that platform and doing this. We had, and part of it was for the fact, I mean, Ryan and I were talking, what the hell are we going to do? There is no baseball taking place. You can only talk about spring training and stuff that happened in spring training for the next three months for so long. So we came up with NS9 Jeopardy. I loved it. It was a hit. We did it again. So I'm going to go with my third pick as NS9 Jeopardy. I'm going to toot my horn. little self-promotion here. But the North Shore 9 coming through in the clutch and having a game show. People coming on and, and playing. I'm really glad he just wrecked his draft. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You say what you want. He w- but, I mean, he if they're went following last us. Tiger King and then North Shore 9 Jeopardy. He went two great shows and then one that has Jim and I host. Huh, Jim and I. Oh, wow. Jim and I. Gemini. God, that should be the name of it. That name. could be the name of it. Gem- <laughs> Gemini. <laughs> All right. So I guess it's my turn. Yeah, I got none on Jeopardy. Um, Everyone sucks since the last champion, so. Jesus. So <laughs> there's been one good champion of that. Who could okay. That be? So I'm gonna go with, and we're gonna. I'm gonna actually shift it to something kind of serious here, um, because a, a lot of bad stuff happened this year. Um, but I think there was one big event, and I think it's gonna be something that like we remember our entire lives. Like not only are we gonna remember just COVID and all that, but. Um, like we're going to remember for the rest of our lives, like the, the black lives matter movement as like a huge thing in this country. And, you know, not only like we've already seen some like actual change happen because of it. Um, and, and, you know, it's only for the better. So I'm going with, with the black lives matter movement. That's my next pick. I like it. So. Can't even call pandering. Like that's um, bullshit, Jim. <laughs> uh, yeah, so going a little serious there, though. But uh, like I said, and and, and I mean, I, it's it's one of those things where, like, you know, when when our parents were growing up, like, you, you know, they they maybe lived through the civil rights movement, and mm-hmm. I don't know. I feel like this is something that like people are going to talk about for a long time. 
um, like as a as a distinguishable moment, as like as like a main moment in our country's history. I I, I agree. I definitely do as well. You know, there was a whole lot that happened this year. And even though like stuff we're talking about the last dance and Tiger King and take out, you know, like that's all very minuscule and you know the microscope. But I think in the macro sense for sure, I mean that's good down in history. That's the history books right there. You know, like you mentioned, I mean, our parents they mm-hmm. talked about this is what we'll be talking about to the next, you know, how many generations as well. So for sure. I mean yeah. literally every professional sports change their stance overnight mm-hmm. because the, of the it. bucks, you know, <laughs> just yeah. walking out all of NHL <laughs> NBA it, it, NBA had it on the court. Yeah. I mean, it was, it was a major thing that transcended every, every part of our lives. Like, so not only was it like, not only did it kind of take over sports, but it, it I mean, it took over everything. Like, Roger Goodell came out and was like, yeah, I screwed that one up. Yeah, yeah. Even Roger did. <laughs> Black Lives Matter made Roger Goodell admit that he was wrong. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so that's that's my that's my third pick. Um, I like it. Yeah. Um, and then I know we don't get political here, but if you follow me on Twitter, you know my politics. So I'm going to say my last pick. Donald Trump getting fired. That's all I'm going to say. Getting fired. <laughs> I don't think Jim's going to win this one. <laughs> yeah, so that's my last pick. Yeah, I don't get political either. I, I let a little bit out on Donald's dugout on, on Tuesday about some things, even though it wasn't political in my eyes still. But um, that, that one's like going to win. Like, that's the decisive. Jim's smart. Jim did that. He's clearly going to have people that don't vote for like don't vote for his ones. Based on that, but he's going to have people that are going to vote for that. They're going to turn up complete blind eye to what you and I do, Tyler, and vote on Jim because of that too. So this was a lot of time, strategy. Jim's the, smart. At the same doing time, this. at the same time, there also could be people who just oh vote for me because Jim, Jim is is the Nardo accusing you? Of using politics to get ahead in the vote? Wow. I think that's this what he's doing. so political of you, wow. Jim. He, Jim. I didn't even say anything. I just, I said one yeah. sentence. That's all I said. I, I'm just, I call it as a seat. I think Donardo is out here saying that Jim is out here, like, reaching for the black vote. <laughs> no, I'm not saying that. Jim, Jim's literally, Jim is doing the divide and conquer right here. Jim is dividing and conquering right now. He is what he is what American politics is all about. Divide and conquer. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right, so those are my four. I like it. All right. So here's my last one. And I know I'm gonna get votes just on this. And it's not I'm not doing it just because of votes. Literally the last event, and I say event because I've I've been to a place, right? I've been somewhere with like a few people, or whatever. But the last event I was ever at in 2020 was the Pittsburgh Clothing Building Bridges Bar Crawl, and that was such a great time. 
I actually you guys left are pandering so hard. Oh, I'm not like I'm not pandering. This would be legit my number one, but I knew neither of you were there, so there's no reason you would have voted for it. So I'm scot free. It's going to be a number four pick, even though in my heart, in my heart, Pittsburgh Clothing Company and everyone who attended, you're my number one. But <laughs> listen, listen. I don't think you guys understand. I left Jacksonville, Florida. On Valentine's Day weekend, left my wife here to go to Pittsburgh for this bar crawl. And back when Ryan, who, by the way, I legit, I just want to point out there, I legit thought about Ryan leaving North Shore 9 as my pick. I thought about Ryan leaving North Shore 9 as a pick of the best moments of 2020, but I decided not to. (laughs) But Ryan and I had a live podcast out there. It was a great time. I thoroughly enjoyed myself. But yeah, like when you think about it, that was the last event I was at in 2020. That was on February 15th. And right now it is December, what, 17th? So yeah, literally, that was the last fun moment I had in 2020. How could it not be my top moment? Yeah, whatever you say, Donner. I'm Hey, it sounded like it was awesome. I, I remember sure it was listening. Great. I remember listening to the live busy. podcast. Um, sounded like a good time. I was pretty busy. All right, so Mr. Relevant here. Yes. Or Mrs. No, it's a Mr. <laughs> There's no women Let's in your life. Think Tyler? back. Never. Only you fellas. Let's just think back to like our worst seasons as pirate fans. Uh, so like two months ago? No, before that. <laughs> no, you're, so before you're thinking, that. you're thinking like Maybe 2008, eight, 2009. Oh, you know exactly yeah. what I'm thinking about, Jimbo. Yeah. yeah. Let's just thank the Lord. This season was only 60 games. So that's my last pick, Mr. Irrelevant of 2020. The Pirates season only being 60 games. The worst Pirates team of this decade only had to play 60 games. I mean, you could say worst of the century. It's millennia. Millennia. Very well might be. (laughs) That's a very much pick. That's a good one. That is very good. Because that's even my as... favorite part of this whole year. I had to watch the worst team ever. Yeah. And they they played a third of the season. But as Derek Holland would tell you, they were just getting hot. So like if the They were getting the season, hot like a Dutch oven. If the season had been longer, <laughs> you know, who knows what could have happened. Right. You they watched have, the have... worst third. We didn't get to see the good two thirds. Right. Yeah. They sucked. That was a bad group of baseball players, and I'm glad I only had to watch 60 games of it, which basically means I only watched 20. So you watch a third of a third? Yeah. Did you (laughs) see them play? Also, not to mention, they played during every other sport coming back. So I didn't have to watch them. It wasn't the dog days of August. Nah, there's still hockey on. 
Was there? I guess well, they come back then. During some yeah. of it, yeah. Hockey came back, yeah. That's good. That's, right. that's a good one. So to sum this up, so Tyler, the number one overall pick, Tyler's number one was no more handshakes, supporting yep. local takeout, yep. playing video games with friends, and only having to watch 60 Power Games. That's just a sad, yep. sad man, by the way. <laughs> Everything. Yeah. <laughs> You know what my fifth pick would have been? Not having this Tyler sums it up saying, I'm glad I could sit at home by myself <laughs> and not have to watch the Pirates. Yeah, Tyler, yeah, Tyler was like, 2020 was awesome. I didn't have to see anybody. <laughs> that was my fifth pick, not seeing people. <laughs> <laughs> to, to sum up mine, Tiger King, The Last Dance, NS9 Jeopardy, and the Building Bridges podcast, or Trash. Bar Crawl. Put podcast in there. Uh, I mean, Jim's, not trash, but Jim's was Tatis Junior's three zero Grand Slam. Miguel Del Pozo's DFA. <laughs> you know, Jim is pandering here. Black Lives Matter movement and the Donald Trump fired. That's a real panda right there. <laughs> hey, just because I picked like four good things, <laughs> I just want to be like pick the one that's true to you true to the person they are. I'll, I'll be honest, though. These sum up, I mean, these sum up all three. If we were to put these three things out there, I think people would know who picked them. Probably. Yeah, probably. You know, honestly, I don't, th- I mean, you want to joke about pandering, but I think these do pretty much encompass us. Jim's clearly going to be the one that's voting for those. Tyler, again, just a sad, sad person. <laughs> I could have added in drinking beer by myself. I mean, you you basically did without saying it. Getting drunk by yourself. <laughs> oh, it is what it is. Good, good stuff. All right. So that's it. Anything else to add, guys? Not a thing. Two weeks from now, Tyler, a uh, unofficial live stream? Yeah. Maybe. Um, yeah, I'll start reaching out to people, see if anybody wants to do a little New Year's Eve Zoom call, North Shore 9 Live, because nobody can do anything, so what's the matter? Right. It might be lit. Maybe able to. Uh, we'll maybe see what uh, happens. Maybe it'll hop on with you guys. Yeah, we'll see what happens. We'll All see. right. But uh, yeah, thanks for uh, thanks for listening, everybody. Um, Happy New Year! If, you know, this is the, we'll we'll still be we'll still yep. be um, and we'll have a couple things next week, perhaps. But we'll see. Um, but yeah, Happy New Year, Merry Christmas, and uh, that's all we got. Peace out, Gross House. Bye bye.